I'm Sarah Jane Weaver, editor of The Church News. Welcome to The Church News Podcast. We are taking you on a journey of connection as we discuss news and events of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints with leaders, members, and others on The Church News team. We end each Church News Podcast by giving our guests the last word and the opportunity to answer the very important question, what do you know now? We hope each of you will also be able to answer the same question and say, I have just been listening to the Church News Podcast, and this is what I know now. The parable of the talents found in Matthew 25 teaches us that God gives us everything we need to accomplish the work he has asked us to do. This episode of the Church News Podcast features Wayne Burton, born and raised in Alberta, Canada, and a lifelong member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Wayne began pursuing musical interests early in his life. Today, he shares his musical talent and other talents as part of his discipleship. Wayne, welcome to the Church News Podcast. Thank you. Glad to be with you. Uh, Why don't we start today and have you just tell us a little bit about yourself. Certainly, we want to take this opportunity to talk about talents and how we each find the path in life the Lord has set out for us and how we share our discipleship. Well, as you mentioned, talents are so important, and I started developing my musical abilities early in life. My mom said I was picking out melodies when I was three, and so it started early, but I I really felt like I had something inside that I needed to share when I was a young teenager. And I, I grew up in southern Alberta, Canada, and just really started pursuing songwriting and along with that singing early in my life. And it's been a real blessing here and as I've traveled different parts of the world and and in the States to be able to share my talent of music and to develop it. And, you know, it's it's something that might be inborn, but it always takes a lot of work and effort and persistence, no matter what that talent might be. And I really feel like the Lord's blessed me to, to be able to further what I started with and reach more people. Well, and I'm totally interested in your life story Because music is not your career. It's something you share because you can. But you and your family live in southern Alberta, where you are a practicing family doctor. Yeah, I've uh, done medical school in the University of Utah, actually, and came back home and settled down where we had four grandparents nearby and raised our family with five kids now. And, uh, you know, I came to a point when I was going to university where I really was quite torn. Do I do medicine do I do music and in my mind it was kind of like I have to choose and then I thought you know what I can do both and I I really kind of committed to seeing both of those pursuits that I felt were for me and were good seeing them through and so I've continued to do a lot of music I guess you wouldn't in one way you might not call it a career but in one way you might because I do a lot of it I love it and that's why we started this podcast talking about the parable of the talents because you didn't bury either one You chose to pursue both paths. Uh, Certainly that was not easy, has not always been easy. But let's first talk about your love of music. How does music amplify or represent your testimony of Jesus Christ? You know, I've been involved in what we've traditionally called LDS music for a long time. And there's a lot of variety of musicians. Some are members of the church, but do other styles. And, you know, there's not one right and wrong answer. But for me, I've always at least since my late teenage years, felt inspired to primarily share church music, music that is about faith and about the Savior. And 
it's been a great strength to me. You know, the, the first song that I wrote that was of this nature was for my friend that was leaving as a missionary when we were 19 years old. And, and after that, I just continued through on my mission writing songs for baptisms and things. And, you know, 10 albums later, I'm still going. And it has really been an anchor for me. You know, there's so many components to what strengthens my testimony and what gives me a, a foundation. But music is one of the big ones. And, you know, if I'm feeling like I'm a little off focus with what I should be in, in my life spiritually or just need to kind of um, reset where my mind is, getting to the piano and either just singing or, or writing really kind of puts me back where I need to be. So there's a bit of a selfishness in the music I do because it does so much for me. But I, I've been fortunate that it's been able to reach other people and it seems like do the same thing for a lot of them as well. Well, and I love that music was something that you were able to share early in your life because today so much of what you write and share is is intended to help and strengthen the youth of the church. Certainly yeah. each year you write music based on the, the mutual theme for the coming year. Why is this audience so important to you? You know, it's always felt that way, but especially now that I have teenagers of my own, it's just clear that there are a lot of distractions out there. You know, there's certainly evil that's in the world, but even short of that, there's so many things that can just be unnecessarily distracting away from more important things of the gospel. And so the youth are showered with that more than anybody. One song that I have written among many for youth that stands out is called A Light to the World. And this song was actually inspired by President Nelson's words when he had his worldwide broadcast for the youth in 2018. And he really emphatically called to the youth to not just be passive participants in the gospel and enjoying all the blessings, but to be active and to be out there as part of the youth battalion. And so this song works around some of his words and just encourages the youth to recognize who they are and that they are called to be a light to the world. And, you know, it, the darker that the world can get, the more the light stands out. And if they're willing to, to shine the Savior's light through their lives, it, it uh, can be pretty unmistakable for those around them that feel that influence. So Light to the World is, is one of the youth songs that really has felt like it's timely and, and needed for, for the youth right now. Well, and I remember that devotional. I remember as he enlisted the youth in the battalion. And let's hear just a portion of that song here. There has never been a time like this The truth is spreading all across the earth So many souls are thirsting for his gift and now we stand to join him in the work We have heard the words of a prophet of the Lord And we can testify that nothing matters more We are chosen for these final days A promise from within Ready now to take our place
I just maybe found a little niche there where the songs were resonating with the youth and it seemed that it was really making a difference. And so I have written a song for several years, uh, each year about the the youth theme that the church puts out. It's not the official sanctioned one, but it's one that has been used by a lot of groups around the world. And one fun thing that has been a, a lot of work, but a labor of love has been releasing the music in other languages. Probably a total of about 15 languages now we've released the youth songs in, usually 10 or 11 each year. And uh, it's just been neat to to work with youth that sing the songs around the world in their language for me and how it reaches them. It's it's rewarding and, and I think pretty critical today to have new ways and, and a variety of ways to reach the youth. And we just did a recent podcast on what it takes to translate church news content. Certainly, when you use the term labor of love, it has to be a labor of love. I, <laughs> yeah. I cannot imagine this is any small undertaking. Yeah, it definitely is. And, you know, you could say, well, how many people did I reach in any one country? It's hard to put a number on it, but you reach one and it feels pretty good. And what we've done is reached out to members in those countries and tracked down who would be the right person to translate the song. And just a translator isn't necessarily the right person because they may not have a musical uh, sensitivity that way. You know, lyrics are different than just straight old verbatim words. And so it's just been neat to connect with people. And in so many countries, they've been just so eager to help. You know, I tell them, this isn't an official church thing. I don't want to give you the wrong idea. But they just say, how can I help? What can I do? And it's been pretty uh, amazing to see these faithful people around the world. And then after you translate the songs, you you find local members to sing those songs and record those as well? Yeah, no no pretense that I'm the singer. I, we usually have a youth from that country that records it. And so even getting it recorded, you know, whether it's Taiwan or Russia, it's tricky to, you know, find a studio to arrange for payment from Canada, stuff like that. We had last year a, a girl that was from Europe that's serving in France that did the Germany on her mission. Her mission president said that would be great service and said it was fine. And so she actually on the P-Day went and recorded the song. And so there's just lots of talents out there and lots of ways to, to get it done. But yeah, it's not an easy task. Well, and I love that your journey not only includes developing your talents, but the talents of other people who you come in contact with. Yeah, it certainly expands and involves a lot of people being a part of that. It is wonderful that so much of your music is inspired by the words of senior church leaders, especially things that have been shared during General Conference. Talk about how General Conference has actually been an inspiration to you. Well, it's always been an inspiration to me, but musically, over the last four or five years, I've really focused on the opportunity to take the message from some of the General Conference talks and and share that again through a song. And so I had recorded an album a few years back called By the Voice of My Servants with Tyler Castleton. We wrote all the songs on there, and we did a new one just this year called Hear Him by the Voice of My Servants. And With all these songs, you know, about 25 songs in total, they've each been inspired by a specific general conference quote or talk that was given. And, you know, I've felt it, and I'm sure your your listeners can relate, that you hear certain things in talks, kind of like reading the scriptures, where you hear a thing and you say, wow, that's so true, or that 
really is what I need to know and what needed to hear. And sometimes those show up on Facebook and Instagram as little memes and stuff with a short quote. I could just see that people are excited to remember those things. And so likewise, myself, I thought, you know, I'm going to make these into songs. And so it really has allowed me to keep the message in my mind and, and in sharing this with others, we've been able to have one additional way to keep those messages on people's minds, you know, months and years after those talks are given. Of all the things that you have done, my favorite is In Heaven's Light. And I haven't heard the story behind that. I'm really interested in it. I assumed that that, that was something you did in response to President Nelson's invitation to ask all of us how we hear him. That song is, is interesting in a sense that it's a song that I released just kind of on its own, um, not really part of an album or anything, along with a video. And, and this song is about the revelation that we can receive. And really it's tied in with recognizing the experience of the prophet Joseph Smith and remembering the first vision. When we had the, a little while back, centennial celebration where it had been 200 years, I just thought, you know, this is going to be a special focus of the upcoming General Conference, and it is such a a memorable time to look back. You know, it's been that much time since the beginning of of this restoration. And so I wrote the song just with that in mind. You know, it's, of course, tied in with Joseph Smith, but also relates to how we can be showered with light and understanding as we trust in Him the same way that Joseph did. I was just excited and inspired by the event that we had. And then, of course, tied it into just the reminder that we are entitled to receiving revelation ourselves. And, you know, the timing of that was so interesting because not only was the church celebrating the 200th anniversary of the First Vision during that special general conference, but that also became the first general conference after the worldwide COVID-19 pandemic when so many people were isolated and looking for hope. And so from that conference and also from, from your music, which was connected to that, people could actually get a roadmap for how to receive heaven's light. Yeah. It's amazing in so many ways where things come together. When we serve with me, it's my music with someone else. It's their talent. When you're doing it in behalf of the Lord's work, things come together so well. And I just think you don't have to be doing something in your life that is specifically church-related to be doing the Lord's work. If whatever you do is tied into to I'm going to honor Him through what I'm doing, things come together. And certainly, yeah, I did feel that way with that song. And are you comfortable if we share with our listeners some of the lyrics from that song? Certainly. In the light of the dawn Radiant beams round Him shone In the grove kneeling there An answer to a fervent prayer Humble heart crying out, choosing faith over doubt, 
heaven spoke, darkness fled, the glory of God on earth once again, all who come before Him and believe, waiting on the Father to and you receive seek and you shall find there in heaven's light and you know since we were talking about the worldwide pandemic i want to just talk with you a little bit about your career as a medical doctor Certainly, there has sure. never been a time in in history when when we have talked so much about medicine, we've thought so much about health, as during the last almost coming up on two years. Yeah, I, as you've mentioned, I'm a family doctor. I also work in in the hospital as a hospitalist on a certain rotation as well, and I also deliver babies. So I've got lots of things I do. Some of that in the middle of the night when I least expect it, but. Uh, you know, being a doctor during the pandemic has been a challenge. But it, and people ask me that, and I say, yeah, it's been hard. But I, I recognize just how hard it's been for everybody. So in some ways, I'm just in with the rest of everybody. But uh, it's certainly it's been an interesting couple of years, and I've been able to still practice very consistently. And luckily, I haven't brought any sickness home to my family. And it's uh, hopefully coming to an end, but I don't have me make any predictions because I'll probably be wrong. Well, and since the beginning of time, um, certainly humans have suffered with all kinds of physical ailments. What made you pursue a career in medicine? You know, initially at the start in even uh, my late teenage years was more an interest in biology and some of those things that just kind of steered me a bit in that direction and then eventually went into pre-medicine and I just started seeing a little bit more of what specifically it involves to be a doctor and luckily the invested years didn't scare me away because once I was getting through that process I was just discovering more and more really the great thing about being able to connect with patients on a, a pretty intimate level about things that are difficult for them and and do cause suffering and being able to help with that. So I just, I've loved it more as I've gone along and started out as a biology thing, but it's really become more of a a people thing at this point. And we're grateful that you were able to find a path that helped you help people physically and that could strengthen them spiritually through your music. What advice do you have for other people who are seeking and looking for their own path in life? I think it does come back down to revelation and and not everyone's going to see answers come the same way but we've been taught over and over that there are individual ways to receive revelation and I think that first of all you know be ready to expand your talents because if the Lord's given them to you you should be willing to do something with them but also to really be open to where the Lord sends you there's so many ways that we start down one path. And if we're still keeping an open mind, the Lord often 
moves us over to another path that's more where we're meant to be. So just keeping your heart open to what the Lord wants and and not hiding from your talents. And how do you manage it all? Does it feel overwhelming sometimes? It does sometimes. <laughs> People ask me that all the time because they're just kind of looking at the the number of big things I've got on my plate. But uh, most of the time, I've kind of just got a system and, and things are working okay. And, you know, sometimes I just have to shift what gets the focus. You know, I try and make sure that family and church are, are the priority. But among all the things, sometimes you have to set something aside for a few weeks or whatever time and, and uh, tackle what needs to be taken care of. It's, it's worthwhile. If I didn't love it, I'd be sitting here complaining. But I, I love it, and it's, it's uh, rewarding, and I'm happy that I can do what I'm doing. And, and certainly so much of your work as an artist and a composer have inspired others. What hymns, what work inspires you? I have considered that a lot over the years, and I don't have so much one that just stands out. But certainly in my own recordings, I've generally done my own music, but I thought, you know, it was time to record a hymn, and, and I looked through, and the one that I recorded was I Know That My Redeemer Lives. And it's actually the only hymn that I've recorded on my albums other than Christmas songs. And that one stands out to me because I think the knowing of the Savior and knowing Him is so foundational to everything. I love hymns that are get-up-and-go hymns, you know, onward Christian soldiers and all those kind of things. But when it comes down to it, just the foundation is the knowledge of the Savior and the relationship with the Savior. And so that one, out of all the years of music, that's the one, I guess, that I have taken the step of recording and just kind of putting my own my own interpretation on. Do you have a favorite project that you've been involved with, a favorite song that you've recorded? Hmm. I guess one that would stand out to me is called All I Need to Know. And it's a song I wrote with Tyler Castleton. And originally we wrote it for EFY. And so it was on one of the earlier, especially for youth albums. And then I ended up recording it myself later as the title song of an album called All I Need to Know. And and over the years, that's just been one that, probably one that I've shared the most in fireside devotionals that I do, and the one that people have contacted me about that just seems to have really connected the most. And the message of that song is there are things that we need to know. And I guess the unspoken message is there's things that we don't really need to know. But the things that we do need to know are those primary answers, the ones that sometimes we snicker in a you know, a primary class if a kid says, well, the answer is say your prayers, or the answer is God loves me. You know, it's like, well, it's not a complicated answer. It's simple. And I think knowing that you're a child of God and that the Savior is there for you is, before anything else, what we need to know. And so that's one that I keep coming back to. And that's one that we'll also share right now with our listeners so they can hear just a segment of that music. I have wandered and I have struggled I have wrestled and I've spent time on my knees I have wandered 
And I have questioned Cause there's so much just beyond what I can see But I know He understands And He loves me as I am Even through the storms and trials He is there And lives to bring me home And that's all I need to know When I've trusted in His promise And I know that I've done all that I can do I have tasted the sweetest assurance That no matter what it is I'm going I will know He understands And He loves me as I am Even through the storms and trials He is there And lives to bring me home And that's all I need to know Tell me what kind of feedback you've gotten from people who may have been influenced by your music? You know, I get messages from people in a variety of ways, uh, sometimes online. Sometimes I'm doing a fireside and they come up afterwards and tell me. And there's always a mix. Some people haven't heard any Wayne Burton music, but others have been listening for years. And I've just had certainly a number of times where individuals have usually expressed that they've kind of come to a point in their life where they were really stuck, you know, spiritually stuck or down on themselves, and the music has given them a chance to re-reflect it at what's important and reconnect with spiritual things. And uh, there's a a lot of different specifics, but in general, it's just been a, a reconnecting with God, and I'm glad that it can do that. And for you, music has become a way that you can express your testimony and share the gospel. It has been. And, and, you know, I've mentioned before that there's a certainly a component here of what it does for me. When I write music, it can come out different ways. You know, it's not like every song has the same kind of story about how it came about or the, the impact of it. But there have been some where just working through writing, I come up into a line and it just overcomes me and I'm crying and emotional Luckily, that's usually me alone in my living room, <laughs> you know, but uh, just times where I just have to stop and take a breath and say, man, this is just, this is such a powerful experience. And it keeps me, keeps me charged, <laughs> charges my battery. And there are the certain songs among each of the collections that, that I just know there's a, a special personal experience tied to that song for me. Well, and can you give us a specific example of one song and the experience for us? So one of the songs that really is an example of that uh, is one called God of All. And it's actually one that hasn't been released publicly yet. So it's in the Wayne Burton personal collection. But this is one where uh, one day I just had a really 
powerful feeling overcome me. And it, it was like one of those things where you have a light bulb moment and then you say, well, I already knew that. But somehow it just hit me hard that God is the father of, I'm going to get emotional here, but he's a father of everyone. And we say that, but it just hit me that in the most intimate ways, he is involved and concerned for everybody. You know, we, we can easily look around us and judge someone or say, you know, that person's not like me and stuff like that. But in reality, that same degree of love is there. And so I just felt that one Sunday and I just thought, I'm going to write a song called God of All. And, and it really emphasizes that even before we've fallen and hurt ourselves or even before the tear comes down our cheek, that he already is running to our rescue. And, uh, you know, that's one that just, well, even talking about it, it, it gets me in. And it was really a personal experience being a part of writing that. Well, and I know this hasn't been released yet, but we'd sure love to give our listeners a glimpse of that music. And we'll, we'll share just a few lines from that song right here. I have always known his name And I knew he was waiting there Every time I prayed When I needed comfort He was there to take my pain And make it right Yes, he was mine I felt like I was the only one Somewhere down my path I learned I didn't walk alone And He loves all His children Just as much as He loves me And there's room enough For all His love He shines light into our darkness He breathes hope into our shame He brings healing to the wounded heart that never knew his name. And he rushes to our rescue to dry our tears before we even call. He is true. He is faithful. He is our Father, God of all. One other song that I would mention is one called For Me. And it's on the the newest um, By the Voice of My Servants album. And it was inspired by the words of Bishop Kose. I'm not sure if I'm saying it right. But he, he said in a conference words that I have been thinking of for years. And I write these projects about conference with Tyler Castleton. And I've been telling Tyler for years. I want to write a song that is about if I was the only person out there that Jesus would have died for me. It wouldn't have had to be billions of people. It could be just me. And I believe that. And and yet there was a, we were just, you know, talking about it for a number of years. And then Bishop Cosé came out and said those very words in his conference talk. 
And so I said, Tyler, this is the time. And so we wrote the song called For Me. And we were really blessed to have Hannah Iyer sing the song. Uh, she's currently serving as a missionary in Washington State. And she was on The Voice some years ago. And she just so beautifully expressed the words and the music that we'd written. And it is a very tender message that it's beyond our comprehension how much love he has not only for the whole world but for each of us individually so that's one that is a very tender song in my heart called for me what kind of love would humbly make the choice to bear that burden so willingly and leave his glory to descend below all things so he could rescue the least of these for me with my bruised and broken heart he wrapped me in his arms and whispered peace Set me free How sweet is my joy I stand all amazed How endless the love The gift of His grace For me As, as we conclude today we have a tradition at the Church News Podcast where we, we always give our guests the last word and we have them answer the same question and give them the opportunity to bear their testimony of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so today the question that I have for you is, is what do you know now? What do you know now after doing so much that shares your testimony of the gospel of Jesus Christ and sharing that with others through music? You know, as far as what I know now from the experience with my music, I know that the Lord connects with us individually and often through music. I know that part. I've seen that firsthand so many times. But whether through music or other means, He provides inspiration to us in Revelation and that personal connection of His love. I I know that that's true, and I've certainly seen that bear out more and more as I've continued down this path with my music. And I hope that in, in all of my music, I, I'm sharing that knowledge that God loves us, that He's our Father, and that the Savior is so intimately involved in our lives, way beyond what we could imagine or recognize on a daily basis, but He's there and we're, we just need to reach out and let Him be a part of our lives, and, and I know that He lives. And I say that in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. You have been listening to the Church News Podcast. I'm your host, Church News Editor Sarah Jane Weaver. I hope you have learned something today about the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints by peering with me through the Church News window. 
Please remember to subscribe to this podcast. And if you enjoyed the messages we shared today, please make sure you share the podcast with others. Thanks to our guests, to my producer, Kellyanne Halverson, and others who make this podcast possible. Join us every week for a new episode. Find us on your favorite podcasting channel or with other news and updates about the church on thechurchnews.com. Thank you.